Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Gold Digging Hustlers. I am your host, Brianna Blackwell, and we are now on the final episode of the Black History Spotlight series. I have really enjoyed researching the information for this series and just doing them in general. So I definitely want to do more episodes about Black entrepreneurs in the near future. But if you haven't already, please check out the previous episodes that highlight the lives and legacies of Clara Brown, Annie Turnbull Malone, and Wally Amos. During my research for this episode, I started feeling very nostalgic. Now, I can remember when I was younger and I would rush home from school to watch 106 in Park. That used to be my show. I used to love the countdowns, the performances, and just everything crazy that happened in between. Now, also on the nights that sleep just would not find me, I would flip through the channels and land on Rap City or Comic View. I don't know if y'all remember that, but I'm a millennial and I definitely used to watch all that. So before we had shows like Basketball Wives, which I love, <laughs> and Love and Hip Hop, which I also love, we had shows like College Hill and Baldwin Hills. So... It, it was just a lot. And I, I was just researching this and I was just like, oh my God, I remember all of this stuff. And I can remember certain episodes and certain things that I was anticipating and waiting for. So it was really fun. And on Sundays, I would wake up to my mom being tuned into Bobby Jones gospel. I'm not sure if you guys remember that. But it was it was something to watch. And let's not forget about the BET Awards. To this day, I still tune in faithfully every year. Now, true, it isn't as much of a spectacle in my household that it used to be, but it is still very enjoyable to watch. So with all of that being said, this week's episode will talk about the first Black billionaire and the founder of BET, Robert L. Johnson. Robert Johnson was born on April 8, 1946 in Hickory, Mississippi. He was the ninth of 10 children born to Archie and Edna Johnson. Archie Johnson was a farmer and Edna Johnson was a school teacher. During his childhood, his family moved to Freeport, Illinois to have a better life for them and their family. During Robert's time in high school, he was an excellent student. He graduated in 1964 with honors, and after high school, he attended the University of Illinois and graduated in 1968 with a bachelor's degree in social studies. He went on to obtain a master's degree in public affairs from Princeton University in 1972. It wasn't until after he obtained his master's degree that he was finally introduced to the television industry. He found a job in Washington, D.C. as the public affairs director at Corporation for Public Broadcasting. In this position, he learned all that he could about the television industry. Around that same time, Robert also served as the director of communications for the National Urban League, as well as the press secretary for Congressman Walter E. Fondroy. In the late 1970s, Robert was the vice president of government relations at the National Cable and Television Association. In 1979, Robert left the NCTA because he decided that he wanted to start his own cable television network. He obtained a loan for $15,000 as well as a $500,000 investment for media executive John Malone. 
Black Entertainment Television, which we all know as BET, was launched on January 25th, 1980. At first, BET only broadcasted for two hours a week, which was on Friday nights, on the Madison Square Garden Sports Network. And we now know that network as USA Network. Can you imagine, like, BET combined with USA? I can't imagine that. But (laughs) now included in the broadcast were music videos as well as black sitcoms. And in 1983, the network became a full-fledged channel. Now, on this channel, we had music videos, we had original programming, we had a lot of talk shows, television shows, we had things like Rap City. Um, So it, it was just a lot happening on BET, but it was for us, by us, basically. And in 1991, history was made when BET became the first black controlled company listed on the New York Stock Exchange. In 2001, BET was sold to Viacom for $3 billion. Now, this is reportedly, it's not confirmed, but they think that it was around $3 billion. Now, for this sale, Robert Johnson earned $1 billion. And it was at this point that he became the first African-American billionaire. Though the company was now owned by Viacom, Robert stayed with BET as a chief executive officer. In 2006, he decided to step down from his CEO position and hand the baton to Deborah Lee. So I can remember when this happened because I remember he came on um, every year. I don't know if you guys remember, but every year the CEO or, you know, he had made a um, appearance at the BT Awards. So he would also come on, always come on the stage and, you know, give his speech or whatnot. And during this year, I remember particularly because he came on stage and he said that, you know, he, he was bringing on a new C- CEO and it was going to be Deborah Lee. So I remember that happening. But anyway, in 2002, which was, this was before, um, Robert Johnson became the first African-American majority club owner of a major sports league with his purchase of the Charlotte Bobcats. In 2010, he sold his stake to Michael Jordan. Robert Johnson is also the founder of the RLJ Companies, which is a holding company that includes a portfolio of hotel real estate, private equity, financial services, asset management, automobile dealerships, sports and entertainment, and video lottery gaming. He also serves as the board of directors for various companies, including the RLJ Companies, KB Home, Lowe's Company Incorporated, Strayer Education, Think Finance Incorporated, NBA Board of Governors, the Business Council, U.S. Airways, Hilton Hotels, General Mills, the Negro, the United Negro College Fund, and the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of of African-American History and Culture. So I'm not really sure how many of these he is still the actual um, member of the board, but these are the companies that he has previously and some of these he he is currently serving as. So I'm not really sure, but this is still a long list to be a a member of the board of directors on. So yeah. Now, Robert Johnson 
is no stranger to controversy, especially with his political beliefs and endorsements. But, you know, we're not going to get into that because his contributions to African-American culture will never be overlooked. It can never be overlooked because BET itself, just just that, providing that was a big deal. Because if we think about what happened or what was happening during that time with television and how Black people represented it, represented it, represent (laughs) how black people was represented excuse me (laughs) y'all um it was like we had mtv but mtv wasn't necessarily for black people you know it it wasn't the same programming and content that bet would offer for african americans so you know he he serves as an example that though one may come from humble beginnings anything is attainable. And I think that all of these people that, all of these black entrepreneurs that I have talked about throughout this series, you know, from Clara Brown and from her coming from slavery, dealing with losing her children to um, Annie Turnbull Malone having a whole school in the 18, 1900s, you know, well, in the 1900s, early 1900s, from her having that to Wally Amos and him, it all starting with a cookie. You know, I think that it's important to realize that as African-Americans, especially, though we may not be first in everybody's book, we can be first in our book. And we have to build our own table. We have to realize that, no, you know, everybody may not want to sit with us or may not want us to sit with them. But at the end of the day, we have to always realize that we are capable of doing anything that we want to do. We can break those barriers. We can just clash those glass ceilings, especially as women. You know, we're capable of doing anything that we want to do. So no matter where you come from, whether it's poverty, whether it's family trauma, no matter where you come from, you are able to achieve anything. You can you can have a bright future regardless of your beginnings or regardless of the present, regardless of the past. So I just hope that this series was entertaining to listen to, all of these stories. And like I said, I definitely will be doing more of this in the future. I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I want to thank you for listening to the previous week's episodes. And I want to say that we are taking a break during the month of March, the whole month. But of course, I'll miss you, and I hope that you will miss me as much. But we are coming back with a bang in April, y'all. So the sources used for this episode, I do want to make that note, were Wikipedia, Money Incorporated, or Money Inc., and CNBC. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at goal, G-O-A-L-D-I-G-G-I-N, H-U-S-T-L-E-R-S, that's Goal Diggin' Hustlers. And before you go, I do have one more thing. I want to let you know that the Queen to Queen Black History Month sale is almost over. So they have $3 statement earrings. So if you love celebrating Black history and you love wearing Black history, you want people to know that this is my, this is what I am a part of. I'm proud of it. They have $3 bold statement earrings earrings from the women of history earrings that includes all of the black women who paved the way to the simple statement 
don't touch my hair, that will tell people that you don't play about your beautiful mane. So head over to www.shopqueen, the number two, queen.com. So that's S-H-O-P-Q-U-E-E-N, the number two, Q-U-E-E-N.com. The sale does end on February 28th. So make sure that you go ahead, add some items to your cart. They will be coming to you because all items ship within one business day. How awesome. And yeah, that's all you guys. Stay hustling and stay living.